2: Welcome back to the Locked On Bears Podcast. I am your host, Lauren Cox from Pro Football Focus and USA Today's BearsWire.com, and I'm here to bring you your daily Chicago Bears talk on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Today, we are recapping the Chicago Bears 24 27 loss to the Detroit Lions bringing the team to 3-7 and seven on the season. We'll talk about the Bears' hot start to the game, sort of how that fell apart and, and how things maybe picked back up a little bit in the fourth quarter before Connor Barth Went down in infamy once again. We'll hear from John Fox and Mitchell Trubisky after the game, bringing you some of their post game press conference comments, and we'll break down what they had to say and what this all means moving forward. I think what made this loss all the more poignant was just how well the Bears started the game in that first quarter. You know, for a while there, it felt like everything was going right for this team. And it looked like previous years when the Bears take on the Detroit Lions at home, they always just seem to put it together and play a pretty darn good game regardless of how well they've played earlier in the season. We've seen it the last two years under John Fox. Even in the 3-13 and season, one of those three was a home win over the Lions in, what, week four or five that year. But, you know, that, that's how this game kind of started. You know, the Bears came out. Opening drive of the game, 13 plays, 70 yards, takes over six minutes off the clock. And, you know, the Bears ended up with a field goal, but they were running the ball well. They were throwing. They let Mitchell Trubisky do some different things from under center and in the shotgun and just seemed to be like a completely different Bears offense. Like the reins had come off. Everything was clicking. Of course, it was part of the, the scripted set of plays to begin a game, but it, it, it worked. And it was like, okay, where was this Bears offense and and how can we get more of it? And, you know, obviously it fell short on the goal line there when Trubisky threw it a little bit low to Betty Cunningham, but they'll take an opening drive field goal, the first opening drive points of the season for the Bears, and, and then they followed that up with a, a big defensive drive, you know? Nothing too crazy for a little bit there, but at the end... Nick Kwiatkowski stepped up on the blitz there, coming after Matthew Stafford, stripped the ball out of there, Akeem Hicks recovered it, and this turnover-generating Bears defense was back to their usual ways, getting the Bears offense, the ball back right near midfield, and then Jordan Howard got the ball in the handoff and looked like his usual self, breaking off that big run for like 50 yards all the way down to the five-yard line, and all of a sudden, the Bears, you know, Trubisky throws the touchdown to Adam Shaheen, and you've got a 10 nothing Chicago Bears lead with like three and a half minutes left in the first quarter. And this is looking like a team that has all of a sudden put it all together. And it is living up to the potential that maybe you would want to see from a young team coming together. And maybe this was the team that you wanted to see after the bye week. Like, okay, they prepared it and came out with a good game plan and put everything together. That's how you wanted them to come out against the Green Bay Packers last week. Obviously, they didn't, but, you know... It worked this week, and you weren't going to question it. But then you get to that second quarter, and things start to go a little bit wrong. You know, Mitchell Trubisky takes that snap from under center, fumbles it. It's recovered by the Lions, and one of their cornerbacks picked it up and took it back 27 yards for a touchdown. And you're like, oh, no, what's what's going to happen now? Is this where it all falls apart? But Bears were like, okay. You know they got it back and they drove down the field again, another 78-yard drive, taking five minutes off the clock, capped off with that Jordan Howard touchdown run. And all of a sudden, you're like, okay, well, crisis averted? Question mark. Bears are up 17-7, 17 points in the first half, which is as many points as they've scored in quite a few games. And there was still what eight and a half minutes left in the in the first second quarter. Like, okay. Maybe this Bears team has put together, and they can overcome one little fumble by Trubisky. It was a fluke play that gave points to the Lions, but, you know, everything's fine, again, in that second quarter. But then Marcus Cooper is on the field for some reason that I'm still kind of waiting for an explanation for. And the Lions convert a third and 15, and then Kenny Galladay gets a big play down the sideline against Kyle Fuller. And then Matthew Stafford finds Marvin Jones again for 28-yard touchdown, and it's 14-17, and it's like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Not not that good defense that we're used to seeing. You know, three passes of 15-plus on that drive, and people are quick to criticize Vic Fangio for a lot of that, and certainly the buck stops with Vic Fangio on defense. And I think I'm willing to blame Vic Fangio for keeping or putting – Marcus Cooper on the field in that situation because clearly he did not play like someone who deserved to be on the field. And I I don't believe Cooper played at all in the second half. So at least he was able to learn from that. But at the same time, you know, Vic Fangio can only control everything that happens up until the point that the ball is snapped. And I still need to go and watch the All 22 film. Of course, this is all just having watched the Sunday broadcast tape. But you know, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily know what Vic Fangio could do differently to not let Kyle Fuller allow a big play down the sideline to Kenny Galladay. You know, there, there's a, there's always a give and take there, and how much is coaching and how much is these individual players. I think people are too quick to say, "Well, Vic Fangio is clearly a bad coordinator because of that." I think he, he that was not a good drive for Vic Fangio at all. But I think some of that is on just individual players happen to be in bad position and make poor plays on consecutive plays on a bad drive. And that was followed by your typical Chicago Bears offense, run-run pass, three and out, no break for the defense. Lions come back on the field with their two-minute drill. Matthew Stafford tears them up down the field. They didn't even have a third down on that drive. That went uh, eight plays, 72 yards, starting with like three and a half minutes in the game. They just tore up this Bears defense, finished off with the Amir Abdullah touchdown catch. And you go into halftime down by four after this Bears team had looked so strong through the first really almost quarter and a half. You know, outside of the Trubisky fumble touchdown, the Bears had pretty much dominated the Lions up until eight minutes and 30 seconds left in the second quarter on their first touchdown drive and then their second touchdown drive. And all of a sudden the Bears go into halftime and you're like, oh, geez, this is not good at all and and, you know I think that last drive I'm willing to put more blame on Vic Fangio for the defense but all of a sudden it's like the Bears are not a third quarter second half team and you're not feeling too hot about this team going into halftime both of them come out in the third quarter pretty flat didn't see any points put up on the board there and then like early fourth quarter the Bears got back to a little bit on that drive they drove downfield to ultimately finished with the Tariq Cohen rushing touchdown. Seemed like Mitchell Trubisky was in a rhythm. Obviously, the ground game was working very effectively to start that drive. Jordan Howard just continued to pick up chunks of yards. But, you know, there was always uh, a little bit of that from the first quarter brought back here into that fourth quarter. You're like, okay, maybe. Maybe just maybe. But good old Chicago Bears football. You know, the, the Lions get that field goal. Mitch Trubisky gets to drive back converts that big fourth down run connor barth on the field for the game tying 46 yard field goal shanked it wide right not even close as the announcer tom Brenahan had said and yeah sure feels like now connor barth is as good as gone kind of felt like after the game john fox hinted at it a little bit in his post game press conference i mean fox is never going to come out and say yep connor barth is being released but he did. He was asked about his confidence in Connor Barth, and he gave an answer that was as much as close to John Fox's saying, "We're probably going to make a kicker change," as John Fox will say it. So take a listen here to what John Fox had to say after the game, not only about Connor Barth, but also about why his team continues to come up short in these types of close games.
0: You know, I thought our, our whole team played well. You know, I think um, you know our issues have been. Uh, you guys prepared hard all week. They put a lot into it. Um, you know, we showed spurts and moments like we have for some time now, um, but we just can't seem to, we, we have lulls, we have uh, siestas, uh, you know, we just don't do it for 60 minutes. And I think, um, you know, we're not over good, nobody I don't think is good enough to overcome that. And so we just have to be more consistent. Um, you know, people talk about consistency during a season, you know, people have ups and downs. Um, well, we're at a stage as a football team. We have those moments in games and uh, we have to do a better job of coaching it. We have to do a better job of, um, executing it in games, you know, so I thought, you know, our guys competed. I mean, it was a close game. We have a lot of them. Uh, you know, we make a kick at the end, it might be different, but that's not the way it worked out.
1: What's your success moving the football throughout the game? Mm Kind of a combination of Howard, getting Cohen out there more, and mm-hmm. Sheehan too. Yeah. But none of them were on the field for that final drive. Why
0: is that? You know, I think there's a lot of situations that uh, a lot of people, including y'all, don't get is that they're, um, you know, two-minute, not everybody on the team knows all of that. You know, we have Adam Sheehan, we have Mitchell Trubisky, we have Tariq Cohen that are, you know, playing in their Eighth games of their NFL career as rookies. So um, they have a lot on their plate as it is. Uh, They can't do everything. They're definitely good young players for sure. We utilize them a lot, all three of them. John, what's your level of faith in Connor at this point? You know, again, it's like everything. We're in a production-based business, and, uh, you know, that's – what we get paid to do, whether it's win games as a head coach or whether it's make kicks as a kicker, um, you know, we'll evaluate it. And like I said, every time we go out there, we'll do everything we can to put the best team we can out there. This long stretch of close games that you guys have played, why has this team been able to, to finish more consistently? Well, I think it's back to what I told you. We have lulls. We don't have we're not consistently on top of it. You know, we just today, third quarter felt like it was a lull. Uh, Second quarter for the defense, they had a couple scoring drives. You know, again, all these people, you know, they practice and get paid, too, and that's a good football team. Um, You know, we just have to be able to put 60 minutes together.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: And I actually find myself agreeing with John Fox there when he said at the beginning that he thought his team actually played pretty well on the whole. I think a lot of guys did a lot of good things in this game, but Connor Barth was not one of them. Like he said, it's a production-based business Connor Barth didn't produce. It's definitely not a good sign for his future in Chicago, but this has been an issue with him for most of the season, and that issue could very well be done with following this type of game, but there were other issues too. And I'm glad John Fox was asked about why Adam Shaheen and Tariq Cohen weren't involved in the two-minute offense. And I believe that was asked by WGN Radio's Adam Hogue. Great question from him. And and I'm not buying John Fox's answer to that. You know, he said that there's a lot that these rookies have to learn and they they don't know the two-minute drill plays, and so they're not on the field. I think it's 100% the Bears' choice that they're not on the field. I mean, how can these guys be not ready? You know, they had all of training camp, All of preseason, all of the offseason, to learn the entire playbook and learn the two-minute drill, learn every situation that these playmaking young players could be on the field for. I mean, really, Mitchell Trubisky is the one rookie that's had the least amount of preparation for the two-minute drill. I mean, he didn't work with the starters at all through the first, you know, all of training camp preseason, first four weeks of the year, thrown in against the Vikings in week five. And Trubisky... You know, he's the one that's out there. He's the one rookie that's ready and in the two-minute drill and the one with the least amount of time to have prepared for those situations. So there's no reason that if the Bears had wanted Tariq Cohen and Adam Shaheen to be involved in the two-minute offense and be ready for those situations, that they wouldn't be. It feels to me 100% a decision, perhaps a decision that was made long ago and is now being regretted that they don't have Cohen and Shaheen ready. I mean, it's not that, okay, it's not that I don't believe John Fox when he says they aren't ready, but it's more that I don't believe there's a reason why they shouldn't be ready. They should have been ready long ago for two-minute situations, especially when you go into the season and you don't have, you know, you don't have playmakers. You know, Marcus Wheaton's hurt, you end up having Tanner Gentry in your two minute drills and Tanner Gentry, he was ready for those situations when he was a you know when he was brought on up from the practice squad, he's a rookie too. They've had young players and new players brought in into the two minute offense who have had no issues understanding the playbook, learning the plays, and being able to execute those roles. There's no reason why Adam Shaheen and Tariq Cohen couldn't do that also. To me that says the Chicago Bears chose to not have those players prepare for those types of situations when it is now increasingly obvious that they should have been and that they should be. I mean, especially Tariq Cohen here. The Bears throw so many things at him. They move him around to wide receiver, running back, uh, you know, all motion from wide receiver. There's new things that they do on the field with him every week. So they can't add the two-minute drill for that. I mean, it's one thing if they feel like, okay, we need to make it really simple for Tariq Cohen because we don't want to make him do too much. They're already pushing the limit of making him do too much. You can add the two minute draw on that. Clearly, he is capable of absorbing information and getting that ready to be used in the very following game. So, there's no reason why at this point a Tariq Cohen can't be ready for the two minute offense. Adam Shaheen, you know, maybe they don't feel as comfortable putting too much on him. They've been trying, they've been kind of bringing him along slowly, it seems like this year. So, maybe I'll, I'll get that. But There's no reason I do not buy John Fox's answer on Tariq Cohen not being involved in this two-minute drill. I mean, especially with the way this running game had so much success with with both of these running backs and just getting the ball into their playmakers' hands in that way. I mean, Jordan Howard averaged 8.3 yards per carry in this game on 15 carries. As a team, they averaged 7.4 yards per carry. Some of that was some very effective read option football with Mitchell Trubisky working some of that and keeping it. But, you know, Tariq Cohen had a 15-yard touchdown too. And to me, it's almost insane that this Chicago Bears team, the one that is the the run-focused, don't let Mitchell Trubisky throw the ball, John Fox conservative offense team, that they can average 7.4 yards per carry as a team and still lose a game. I mean, they held the Lions to under four, Lines Lions went like 62 straight games now without a 100-yard rusher. The Bears had like 220-something as a team, and they lost. And I know a lot of that is on Connor Barth for missing that last field goal, which, again, would not have won the game for the Bears, just would have potentially sent it into overtime. So, you know, it's not as though Barth necessarily cost them a win. He cost them a shot at overtime. I think those are two different things. Not that it excuses Barth, but, you know, just careful on the specific semantics of that but you know Mitchell Trubisky wasn't perfect either you know he already, he did have that fumbled snap like we talked about earlier but he was inaccurate on some easy throws in this game where his footwork just continues to still be a work in progress and even down on down the stretch in that fourth quarter he had an interception throw that went right through the hands of Darius Slay you know if he holds on to that It's game over, and all of a sudden, Connor Barth keeps his job for another week. And we're not talking about that. We're talking more about, is Mitchell Trubisky clutch? Instead, Trubisky was clutch, drove down the field, and really, he did do a lot of good things. And I'm not trying to say Trubisky had a bad game, just pointing out that there is blame to go around here. You know, that fourth down scramble on, what was it, fourth and 13 with the game on the line, and he takes off and jukes the guy in the open field and changes direction and picks up the first down. Phenomenal play by your best playmaker. Absolutely clutch. 19-yard gain and just keeping the drive alive to put you in position to take it into overtime. There was plenty of good from Mitchell Trubisky, but he also accepted his blame for the you know his role in some of the team's failures there in his post-game press conference. As always, gave some great answers about leadership and about how he feels about his offense moving forward. So take a listen to what... Mitchell Trubisky had to say after the loss. John, John mentioned opening it up more for you. Do you feel like they trust you more? Did you, did you feel like you got a chance to do more things this week maybe than you had, you know, in the past?
3: Uh, yeah. I f- I feel like they trust me. Um, I know uh, Coach Loggins trusts me a lot. Just uh, uh, how far I've progressed and um, what Coach Fox is allowing us to do on an offense.
2: And there it is. Right there, the money quote. And what Coach Fox is allowing us to do on offense. Remember that one, but I want to play the rest of what Mitchell Trubisky said first, and then we'll digest it all together at the end.
3: What Coach Fox is allowing us to do on offense, so we just got to keep getting better each week. I, I feel like I have, um, and being the rookie season, you see new and new, and more and more new situations come up each week where... Um, you just hey, you need to work on this. You need to work on that. So it's gonna, it's a process. You just need to continue to get better and improve every day. And as the situations come up, just overcome those situations and continue to deal with adversity and get better from it. What what, what went wrong on the fumble? Oh, um, yeah, it was one of those freaky plays. Um, I it, it just had to be on me. I just didn't secure the snap. So. Um, yeah, it was on me, didn't secure the snap, and that, that it's unacceptable. It can't happen, and unfortunately, I couldn't fall on it. I don't know where the ball went. It's just one of those freaky plays where the ball kind of just goes wherever and it bounced right to them, so kind of lucky for them and unfortunate for us. But we just got to cut that out, especially when we're rolling like that on offense. We basically gave it to them, um, so that was my fault. How do you balance
2: knowing that you're a rookie and have a lot to learn and being frustrated and handling your
1: frustrations
3: Um, I think I think uh, adversity is a great teacher Um, uh, overcoming uh, struggles is a great teacher and you just continue to keep that mindset Um, there's no rookie excuse you don't get any freebies for being a rookie or anything like that Um, my, my teammates trust me and they have confidence in me so I'm preparing as I should I'm very prepared going into this game um, my coach has got me prepared, teammates have my back, but um, yeah, new situations are going to rise every time. You don't get no excuses, um, but you just got to take those opportunities and make the most out of them and instead of looking back and getting frustrated. So um, just continue to look at these things as great opportunities to overcome and get better from instead of dwelling on them.
0: You guys had a few three-and-outs in the third quarter coming out of halftime. Did they change anything up? Did you notice any trend in why you guys were able to move the ball in the third?
3: Uh, not really. They were pretty consistent all game. They gave a couple confusing looks for us, and uh, they're a good defense, so we knew that going into it. But I think it uh, – A couple of them, if I recall right, the ones you're talking about, that I just missed a couple throws that I usually make, which is frustrating. So we just need to continue to be better on third down. Uh, That falls on me, so I just need to continue to get better with my footwork, hit the open receivers, because we had open guys on those plays. So uh, great play calls, great execution by all the other guys. I just got to do my part and get the ball to my playmakers. So I just need to be more consistent.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Finally, Mitchell Trubisky confirmed it for everyone, put it out in the open 100%. John Fox is involved in the Chicago Bears offense. Fox is pushing the conservative run-run pass, don't try and do too much, don't turn the ball over offense. How much influence John Fox has? we don't know but you know this doesn't excuse Dowell loggins either you know I, personnel usage has been a big issue i don't have a i don't feel like john fox is necessarily pushing that i don't think we've seen a very creative offense i think there's room perhaps underneath this john fox umbrella for Dowell loggins to have been able to do more but to me with this offense the most damning part of the whole thing was this you know this past week the media, you know, the, the mainstream Chicago beat reporters, they made a big deal out of Tariq Cohen and the way this offense has used him. And you heard it throughout the broadcast about, you know, he played 13 snaps last week and how they haven't been getting him enough touches in the offense. And this was the game, that you know, it finally changed. Right after you know the media had just kind of brought it up, we saw now Tariq Cohen getting the ball in the passing game, and the running game a lot, being used around the field, and the offense kind of opening up. They spent all of last week, you know, Loggins, Fox, etc., defending what they had done in the past. Well, this is why we only used to Cohen this much, and this is we don't think he can do more. We the defense is taking him away, and all this reasoning as to why Cohen hasn't been used, and as to why they are justified for what they had done. And then they changed it this week. I mean, to me, that's admitting your mistake. That's saying, you know what? Yeah, you were right, media. You, you were right about how we should be using our players. You were right about football and right about what we as a coaching staff are doing wrong in our jobs. I mean, that to me is the ultimate sign of the coaching futility that the Chicago Bears have, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, that all of a sudden now, the one week the media brings it up, after four or five weeks of Tariq Cohen doing nothing, the one week the media brings it up, the, the Bears start to change it? Yeah, that's admitting that they were wrong, admitting that the media was right. And, and as soon as that happens, you have a coaching staff that's not coaching confidently and clearly not capable of individually making the best decisions for the success of of their football team. And that's how you end up at three and seven. But you know what? Locked on Bears is here to get you through another low win, high draft pick Chicago Bears season. We won't be all doom and gloom here on the podcast. Tomorrow we will be breaking down the all 22 from the game, bring you plenty of positives and negatives from the game. Can't do all good or all bad. This is an objective Chicago Bears analysis podcast, and then later on this week, we will be joined by Robert Mays from The Ringer to break down the Chicago Bears. We'll have a, a special Thanksgiving show for you later this week, and of course, we will meet up with the folks from On Eagles to preview Bears-Eagles at the end of the week. So make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Whatever podcast listening service you use, make sure you keep it locked with us there. And if you like what you hear, do us a favor and, and tell a friend and, and help us grow this show. We really appreciate it. And we also appreciate if you follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can also follow me on Twitter at Cox Sports One. That's C O X Sports One. You can make it worth your while here if you go on to iTunes and leave us that nice five star review. And if you leave your Twitter handle in that review, you will automatically be entered for a chance to win a free Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. It is their $40 subscription that includes all of their player grades, as well as their fantasy football tools, charts, and stats, and access to all of their in-depth written content that is not available without a subscription. Again, it is a $40 value that we are giving away for free, all you have to do. Is leave us a review on iTunes and leave your Twitter handle in that review so we can contact the winners at the end of every week. But I know three and seven is not necessarily fun. You know, I would say this was an exciting game, it was still fun to watch. I think this Bears team, as long as they have this rookie quarterback in the game, will still be fun to watch. And I think that's how you got to get through perhaps another disappointing season that's going to end potentially in another coaching change. You gotta. You kind of gotta buckle, buckle down here. Cherish Mitchell Trubisky with all of your heart. Hold out hope and bear down.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements?